Jordan. I know. My head hurts so bad. Maybe if we just do this fast, you'll, you won't even realize it. Be like a shot or ripping off a Band-Aid. Yeah, but like an hour-long Band-Aid. <laughs> this is our last episode before we go on break. I know. It's really sad. I'm already having withdrawals. I'm what? already really sad. Oh, my God. You were about to fill up all of your time this I know, entire month. I know. I know. I'm not even going to be home for most of this exactly. month. Exactly. But... But, but what? But we have not, <laughs> we haven't missed a week since March. But that just goes to show that we're worth it. That we're fucking awesome. That's true also. Um... Jordan, mm-hmm. we're 35 episodes in. I know. We're also three days into the month. Welcome to Crime Crazy, the weekly <sighs> true crime podcast with Aaron Plyme and Jordan Middleton, where we prove that we know nothing about our legal system, but we're still crazy for a good true crime story. I cannot believe we did that. I know. Again. We're good at this now. <laughs> we're good well, at forgetting to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we're good at saying it, too. But yeah. we're good at forgetting to do You it. were super, super enthusiastic about your name. I know. Because I was like, Middleton. we still come back every fucking week <laughs> or whatever you said last week. That's so funny. So. Um, okay. So what is going on that we need to talk about? Because this is the last time this whole year that we get to talk to people. Well, unless we do like a special one. Oh, well, yeah. I figured we'd probably end up doing a special one mm-hmm. when we're both We around. still owe our Patreon supporters an episode. Guys, we're not, I mean, we're just slackers. We're just, we don't not love you. But now, we what suck. we're going to do <laughs> is the next chance we get together, we're going to make a special episode for you, and that's, that's it. Right. So then you guys will be the last reason we meet, so thank you. Wow. Wait, what? You're like, going to avoid? Oh, shit. <laughs> I've winked 18 times in the time you were like, wow, what? I was over here feeling really hurt. I was like, wink, wink, wink. Like, oh, man. Well, I also still have those things from the dogs to send a couple of, like, they're here. They're ready to go in the mail. They just haven't done that. I have to go to the mail. By the mail, I mean, I forget which FedEx or post office or ups or something i have to return something from amazon and i keep forgetting to do it uh uh-huh anyway but we're Um, gonna do a really cool special episode for you guys i'm excited i am too i've kind of been talking about it a lot well because i had that dream that one time remember yeah so i was like i really need to do that because i don't know anything about it Hmm. um well and then we also I have to put together all the bloober stuff. Like, I have Ugh, it. I lot. have hours and hours and hours of it. I oh, just need yeah. to cut it down to things that other people would find amusing. And yeah. Get that out there. A lot of it is me, like, being a fucking idiot. So, <laughs> <laughs> please cut some of that down. <laughs> well, please, or please, like please. me telling stories about work that then I can't oh, yeah. put on the podcast. No. So, we're going to take those out. All right. So, it's going to be Surely. mostly me being a fucking idiot. <laughs> Great. Surely there's some of us just being funny. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, stupid, but funny. Messing up. That's the blooper part. When That's I right. can't talk, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I leave those in there. What are you talking That's about? True. That's true. So uh, all of that is coming. We, know. we have a new shout out for that this week, by the way. 
Really? Yes, we do. I'm excited. I'll do it at the end. Okay. Um, so y'all have to just hang out and wait till the very end to hear. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, oh, and also, I got a text from my mother yesterday. She was on a plane. I texted her. I was like, do wait, you want to have lunch? Plane? And she's like, if you're going to be in New York. Why? No, I don't live in New York. She went for a conference, oh. and then she's going to go get visit my uncle. Oh. But she texted me, and she's like, I can't remember if I dressed you up for your first Halloween. <laughs> oh, because she listened to that. That's funny. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I remember pictures of me when I was little as a Halloween, like, looking at them, but I don't remember. I remember one year we all went as clowns. But well, because I was my first Halloween... I, I was pretty like old. Almost a year yeah. old. So yeah. I, I think I was dressed up. I feel like I was a ladybug. Something deep down inside me is telling me ladybug. Ladybug? That's cute. All right. Okay. Well, um, so I always ask you, is there anything that you didn't do this week? Well, I kind of just read a few little ones, but it wasn't enough to make it like a huge like a whole story. Yeah, was, like, there was one little tiny one. I don't even remember her name. She was some like housewife in Texas. Mm-hmm. And she called a family meeting, and her husband thought that she was calling a family meeting with the kids because he w- or they were going to announce that they were getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. And that's how he thought she was going to do it. Right. But, so he didn't go, like, at a protest, was like, no. Even though the kids were older, they were, like, 20 and 22 or something like that. Okay. But instead, she shot both of her daughters. Oh, my God. And then... I think herself and somehow it was like she wanted him to suffer the rest of his life wow it was something very dramatic like that that is super dramatic and I was like but that was kind of it like I'm also, sure there was a lot how of can there be any satisfaction if you're not alive to know if he suffered like yeah I mean I know he suffered but at the same time like what's the point you're not gonna be any happier you're dead yeah I don't get it. I don't either. But that was kind of, I was like, I don't want to get in all the drama of that. Because I'm sure it's just a lot of drama. Not like a lot of yeah. crime. Yeah. Do you know I, mean, I mean, it is crime, but it it's is not crime. crime. And it was very sad. Like, she would just do that. Yeah. I feel like I'm never going to a family meeting again. Right. Yeah. Anyone calls a family meeting, I'll this be This is like, why I don't trust uh, anything. I know this, this podcast. is why. <laughs> I just clicked with me. I don't trust anything. I'm like. See, and on the other hand, today at work, uh, I can't, like, share any details. No. But essentially, a teacher had gotten um, a, a letter that she was very upset about and mm-hmm. wanted to know if I could figure out who sent it. Because yeah. it was electronic, so it was like, well, that's that's my area. That's what I do. Right. And I was like, uh, yes, I'm about to devote my entire day <laughs> to this because I'm going to feel like a real FBI agent. And it only took 15 minutes. It was really disappointing, but I felt really smart. <laughs> <laughs> that was like when you sent me that picture and you're like murder or suicide. And I was like, well, obviously it was a murder. Right. That was so great. The yeah. Hunter Killer. It's from Hunter Killer. Oh, they send oh. out like riddles. Oh. That was the other thing this week that I just made my day. It was like, yep. I I solved this. Like, he guessed it right. We were so more in depth than what their answer their was. Their answer too. was stupid. Our, Sorry, Hunter Killer guys, but your answer, everybody agreed. Ours was on the so Facebook group. In everybody depth. agreed. Yeah, no, ours had good reasons behind it, and yours yeah. was like, she was facing the wrong. He was facing the wrong way. No, uh-uh, that didn't even make sense. Uh-uh. It wasn't even a dude. It was obviously a woman, and also she was obviously facing the other direction. So. Yep. <sighs> Sorry, you got your own real wrong. <laughs> but we'll take it from here. 
That's right. Well, is there anything you didn't do this week? Yes, there Ooh. is. Mm-hmm. Did you just snap it? I am so mad right now. You did snap it, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I've done that like six times in the past two weeks. And I'm just like, instead of like being normal reaction like you, like just instant disappointment, I go, fuck! <laughs> I get so mad. So Sorry, Kit Kat, not you, not you. Totally unrelated, Beautiful. but related to. I just tried to put my hair up in a ponytail. I was like, and the we're gonna pause snapped. for a second, and it just broke. It just broke. Yep. I put it in my hair one time, and it snapped in half. There was one time when I was working at the middle school that I was having a terrible day. I don't remember what all had. I don't remember anything that had gone wrong, but like things were. It was just one of those like nothing's going right kind of days. Mm-hmm. And I went to the assistant principal, and she's like, "Oh, how are you doing?" And I said, "Nothing is going right." Yeah. And at that exact moment, my ponytail, which was in my hair, snapped in half, and my hair fell down. I said, "This, this <laughs> is how my day is going." Oh my god. Anyway, that's funny. So I. I did have a crime that I didn't do this week, which I guess I'll just tell you about instead of putting my hair in a ponytail, since obviously that's not meant to be. Uh-huh. Um, also, we're recording with a migraine. Well, just one of us. I was going to say, it's not a joint migraine or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I decided that I was going to do a serial killer mm-hmm. for the episode today. So I am oh, doing okay. a serial killer. But as I was looking up like popular serial killers, I kept coming across all of these just horrifically gory ones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is so, it's so interesting. And I want to like freak people out by saying all the horrible details and I was like no Jordan will throw up on the podcast again there's that much like the blood it was all blood and eating people uh, and horrible things I'll say like if it's just like oh and there's blood everywhere like all right fine but as soon as it came to no it was like details yeah it was all all pretty horrific so I didn't do it you're welcome um my serial killer is really 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 horrible it's actually the story I'm about to tell you about um but there's not a lot of a lot of detail about blood. I'll keep it mm, well, minimal. I mean, there has to be blood, right? Well, he yeah. Killed people, a lot of people, many, many, many people. That's kind of crazy. So, are you ready for it? I am. Okay, we're gonna try this ponytail thing again. Hang on. <laughs> Should I like do the Jeopardy? Do 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 do. Is this copyrighted? Oh shit! I was gonna start singing it backwards, (laughs) like you know how like I reversed myself. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) she's taking it all back. Taking it all back. Um. Okay. So I actually have to open my notes here. Okay. (laughs) Just another second. I can't. I don't have any song to sing. Um, all right. And actually there's a second story I didn't do this week just to, you know, keep going. Uh, so my friend Christy at work that we've talked about before, she emailed and she's like, have you heard of this guy? You should totally do a story on this guy. And I was like, Oh, I have heard of this guy. I listened to a whining crime episode that had him on it. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not saying his name and I'll tell you why later, but, um, I, 
I went in her room and I was like, oh, it's horrible. He did this and this and this. Like he's so, and she has a totally different perspective yeah. on him. Like she's very scientific and like analytical mm-hmm. and, um, and really interesting. But so I went back in my office. You know what? I'll just say I went back in my office and instead of doing any work because I'm checked out of my job now, yeah. um, I did a bunch of research mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah. So then I went, or she came in my office later and she was like, so I'm going to come on your podcast and I'm going to talk about this guy. I was like, okay, well, I guess I have a lot of research for you. Cause I just typed up like three pages on him. And <laughs> so, so what I'm going to do, I am actually going to tell, that's my second story, my short story, but I'm just going to give like an overview so that when she does come on a later episode or maybe our Christmas episode mm-hmm. or something, she, um, she can kind of give her perspective cause it's vastly different than mine. Yeah. That could be its whole, like, episode in general. Like, just a little baby episode to get people through the winter. (laughs) Well, me too, right? Because I'm already having withdrawals. So So that's the other one I'm not doing, but I do have three pages of typed notes. That's (sighs) crazy. Thanks, Christy. (laughs) All right. Okay, so I am going to tell you about the beast. Okay. That was his name. Already not ready. I know, right? His name is Luis Garavito. First off, I hate the name Luis. Well, that's his name. I know, but it's for a weird reason. I'm ready. That was our first furniture guy, our salesperson, when we got our new house. We were trying to fill it up with all of our furniture. Uh huh. And he that's was so just weird. A horrible <laughs> salesperson. Like, he was horrible. So, this is a recent hate. You guys haven't been in that house that long. No. Yeah. And he was just a horrible person and not a horrible person. I don't know what he does on his off time, but he was a horrible (laughs) salesperson. He was a horrible human being and a serial killer. We even like switched salespeople because he was that bad to the point where he called me with bad news. And I said, well, I'll give you this time. So I will call Mike and let him know this bad news. I said, but next time you call me with bad news, you're talking to him. Because he said, I wanted to call you and talk to you instead. Because he was scared of Mike. So well, I was good. Like, next time you're talking to him. Oh, my gosh. That's that's pathetic. So I'm already not ready for the story. Because well, he's a horrible, hor- this one is a horrible, horrible human being, oh, even on his man. off time. And so you can hate him all you would okay. like. Okay, so um, I am totally all laid out here, so I'm ready to go. (laughs) It's pathetic over here. Okay, Um, it takes place in Colombia, South America. And in January, actually January 25th of 1957, Luis Garavito is born. And he's the oldest of seven brothers. So after his birth, there are seven more boys, or six more boys. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, during this time in Colombia, as you probably could guess, uh, it's sort of the end of their civil war. It's violence everywhere. There's just Mm -hmm. insanity. And to make matters even worse, his father. So not only is all of this going around or on around him and his family. Um, in fact, at at one point they're forced to move because they just can't even stay in their city at all anymore because it's too dangerous. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, um, also at the same time his father is like deeply religious and hugely abusive like emotionally and physically abuses everyone those things go hand in hand so often but it just bothers me that it does well yeah it doesn't make it you would think it wouldn't make any sense but 
that is, I mean, that that's, that's the just, recipe for. That's crazy. Oh my god, I had a serial killer in my office today. I'll tell you about that later. Okay. Um, well, a future serial killer, oh. a student. She was telling me she starts fires, and then I asked what I should do for the podcast, and she started being really specific about something I should look up, and I was like, yeah, you have to go now. <laughs> you can't. Actually, I said, hey, you like me, right? So when you start murdering everyone around you, I'm not on that list, right? So Did she say you weren't on the list? She said I wasn't on the list. Oh, that's good. So, it's cool. All right, so I guess I won't tell you about that later. Okay. Uh, so... Mom, totally detached from the kids. Like, uh, it was like a safety thing, like a self-preservation to just detach emotionally from everyone. So she didn't take care of them at all. And she didn't, like, love them or have any sort of affection for them. So happy childhood. When he was seven, that's when they were forced to leave their home. Mm -hmm. And then when he was... So I don't actually have these like ages written down. So I'm doing quick math in my head. When he was 12, he was violently raped by two of his neighbors who were like, I think like 15 and 17. They were teenagers and they were, and they were older than him, but not by very much. And I got the impression from one of the things that I was reading that it was probably not a one time thing, but like an ongoing thing. And no one cared. I mean, his mom didn't care and didn't didn't take care of him and his dad was horrible and abusive and so he didn't tell anyone no and he became like really sort of removed at school and he was bullied a lot and he just had a really crappy crappy childhood as a teenager he started to do disturbing things as small animals no, oh. um, children, oh. uh, you know, sort of acting out about all of this horrible stuff that had happened to him. He would sneak into his younger brother's rooms when they were sleeping mm. and touch them. And, uh, one time he was at a train station and, uh, saw a child like, uh, somebody younger than him, but he was still a child too. Yeah. And tried to to do something to touch him or something, and the child ended up screaming, and he actually was arrested. Oh wow! But um, not he didn't get in any real trouble for it. Mm-hmm. He did get kicked out of his home when he got home, so no legal trouble. But then you know now he is a teenager. I think he was like seventeen at the time or sixteen, mm. and he had no home. So, um, he sort of bounced around and took a bunch of really low paying jobs that were like manual labor and, uh, became an alcoholic. And of course, the more he drank, the harder it was to hold a job down. And then it was harder to find a job. I'm like really starting to feel bad for him, but I feel like things are about to really. It it, it does get really bad, but the whole backstory was interesting to me because, He's a terrible person when you find out all the stuff that he does, who deserves to be. He's the worst serial killer in the whole world, like most prolific. Um, But he definitely wasn't given any chances as a child. Like if he had these inclinations, like naturally, innately, Mm -hmm. there was nothing in his upbringing to keep him from doing the things he ends up doing. So you can totally see how he gets there. This is so not funny right now, but I totally watched Halloween on Halloween. 
in and have asked about Michael Myers, and this is very close to how he starts. Oh my! <laughs> because he starts as like a horrible family and a horrible mm-hmm. home life and horrible things, and like I'm like, well, no wonder why he's doing this. He had no one on his side. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. just horrible. Um. All right. So then at 21, he got a job at a bakery and then um, after his bakery job or maybe connected to his bakery job, he worked at a shop for a little while and he started attending AA meetings and like got religion and started going to church and like totally turned his life around and things were really great, except Mm -hmm. he at the same time... (laughs) was really struggling with like well actually all during this time of like alcoholism and everything else he was struggling with his sexuality and had tried to have some relationships with girls his own age and was not interested um and not able to perform sexually and i ended up deciding or realizing that he was gay uh which would be fine except that he was not attracted to boys his own age wow. he was only attracted to little boys oh, no. so not in any way suggesting that that is a characteristic of a gay person no, but, but for him he case. was a pedophile right um but a pedophile who only wanted boys yeah so while he's attending aa meetings and going to church every sunday and trying to you know work a steady job and on the outside seems to be really turning his life around in the evenings he secretly leaves work goes and buys a bottle of brandy takes it to a park and um hires a child prostitute and then gets very drunk and then the next morning wakes up feels bad and just repeats it all over over and over again So the reason that he was able to hire so many child prostitutes, which probably like this is not not common knowledge, but just in case Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of children. There still are a lot of children in Colombia that that don't have anyone to take care of them. Mm -hmm. This one video I was watching was talking about there's a very large population of homeless people in Colombia. And there's like almost no effective police of any kind. And Mm -hmm. it's just chaos, right? And violence and um, lots of cartels and all kinds of stuff. But for whatever reason, most of the homeless population is children. Mm -hmm. Either because... There just are so many that are displaced by murders and war and yeah. and that kind of thing, or because they never grow into homeless adults, there's like they're homeless children no, who don't like, survive. System. Yeah, there's, there's no- nothing. Definitely no one taking kids, and and so there are a lot of children that just will do anything to survive, yeah. and so child prostitutes who like prostitute themselves, not yeah. like not. Not that it doesn't happen, but it's not like some adult has kidnapped all these kids and said, you're going to do this. It's like, I need to eat tonight. What do you want me to do Mm -hmm. so that I can eat tonight? Um, And then the other thing that they seem to do a whole lot of is sell lottery tickets, which I thought was really interesting. They must have a totally different lottery system than we do. But that plays a part in this later on, too. So... Uh, 1980, so I'm almost born, he is on a lunch break one day, and he's, you know, been repeating this cycle, and it's sort of not working for him so much anymore, he's not getting enough of whatever he needs from these children. Mm-hmm. Um, so on his lunch break, he just kidnaps a handful of children, 
and from a neighboring town. Like, he drove into another town so that no one would know him, kidnapped some children. Uh, like, takes one at them. a time? Or like I, a maybe whole... they were a group of friends. That's it was, like, lot. three kids or something. Takes them out to the edge of town where there's nobody there, strips them down, ties them up, um, molests them, and then rapes them. Oh. And that was kind of the start of everything getting horrible. Yeah. So that stopped working. He did He did that a bunch, like a hundred times. And these are all kids that no one's going to miss because no one knows they exist. Well, they're, and they go back home. Like nobody, it's not even that they're. They have no one to tell. No, no yeah. Nothing. Yeah. They're yeah. either kids who live on the street or if they tell someone, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like even if they tell their parents and their parents believe them, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nothing. So, um, that stopped working for him. Hmm. So then he progressed to torture. Ugh. And he would cut them. He would bite them. He would burn them with a lighter. Ugh. He would, yeah, do all of these horrible things. So in 1984, he sort of hit bottom and he was like, okay, I'm just, I feel really horrible about what I'm doing. And he checked himself into a psych ward. Oh. I feel like... As horrible and monstrous as he is, and he is horrible and monstrous, like, he does sometimes, he has some guilt, and he kind, he kind of, of makes a half-assed effort attempt, to, yeah. yeah, to do something about it. Never anything good, but he's in the psych ward for 33 days before they declare him healed, and they let him go, oh. and that afternoon he kidnaps, rapes, and burns two boys Actually, he couldn't remember if he had burned them. Oh. He thought he probably did, but, you know, it wasn't that significant in his mind, so he couldn't remember. Oh, my God. Yeah, the same day. So, yeah, he was totally healed, just like my last story where mm -hmm. they let him out, and it was like, oh, you're great, and then That's people die. very similar to my story today. Really? Yeah. <sighs> Oh, this is one, too, that I actually specifically chose it to piss you off because <laughs> the ending is going to piss you off. Oh, probably. Yay. Um, so somewhere between 1980 and 1992, he's, like, going crazy and doing just terrible, terrible stuff. And he actually gets caught in the act of raping a little boy. <gasps> and the police officer, like, it could have been over. That could have – I mean, there's still – dozens and maybe hundreds of kids that had been affected but it could have been over before anyone died um but he just bribed the police officer and he let him walk oh my god yeah because that's how it goes yeah. i mean that's not unusual all right so then you'll love this part mm -hmm. and michael love this part like uncle mike um, not not yeah. baraf mike mm -hmm. um he <laughs> decides to get involved with Ouija boards. Oh, my God. In the early 90s. And so he gets one. I think he gets drunk and high. I know he was drunk. I think Nothing. he was high. Nothing good. Nothing. No. Immediately contacts Satan. Oh, yeah. Like, he's just on freaking speed dial. No, he's not. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much that. And, and I guess Satan was like you know what are you gonna do for me and he's like oh I'll, I'll do anything like do you know how long it is talking on a Ouija board I know right like you can't like, have a conversation uh, like it's paragraphs right. like right it's like abbreviate everything please talk right. to me like text 
all I can imagine is that he like hallucinated everything, I, oh, the planchette yeah. moving and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, apparently Satan or whoever this demon was that he was communicating with told him that really good things would happen for him if he would start killing. Oh, so how nice of him. He goes out and gets his first victim. He rapes him. He tortures him, stabs him to death and then castrates him. Mm. Mm. And the little boy's body is found a couple days later. Oh my God. So by 1992, there are lots of boys being reported missing in various cities that are all kind of in the same general area, Mm -hmm. but pretty far apart, like kind of impressively far apart. He's traveling around doing this. He's just driving a lot. Yeah. Um, And they're almost entirely street children. Like he's not kidnapping and killing very many boys that come from families. So he's easy prey, right? Mm -hmm. Um, High risk. Yes. And there really are not, you know, there's no effective police presence. And so even though some reports were being made and there were some missing persons cases filed and whatever else, nobody was doing anything about it. It just was kind of going unnoticed. And like if the street kids would disappear, that just went totally unnoticed. No one even had a clue. Um, And so he's just getting away with it. Um, he killed some children, um, and he would always, it was always very, very much the same. He tied them up with nylon ropes. Mm. He, well, he stripped them. He tied them up. He would rape and torture them. And then he would like slit their throats or stab them to death. There was always a knife involved. And, um, and then he would generally like mutilate their genitals in some way. Sometimes he would cut them off and put them in their mouths and, you know, just horrible things. And I don't know. So if I'm pretending to be a criminal minds, like FBI agent, I'd be, I would say, that after he had done all of this, he felt really guilty and he blamed the kids for tempting him. And so yeah. he was disfiguring them. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference. He's a horrible, horrible monster. Yes. Um, all of these kids are about 8 to 14 years old. Hmm. In 98, they start really finding a bunch of mass graves, which is not, I mean, it's not normal anywhere, but it's yeah. even not normal here. And they're, they're all children and they're all the same. Like they're in various stages of decomposition, but they're all the same age and the same cause of death and the same nylon rope and the same like things done to them. And so at first it takes a little while for them to really start to connect all of these cases, Mm -hmm. but gradually it's like, well, I mean, it has to be one person. So, um, they suspect that there's a serial killer, and then finally they find at a crime scene some money, a screwdriver, alcohol bottles, brandy bottles, and men's shoes, and they really and, – and that gives them a good, like, chunk of evidence, and they're really putting it all together and saying, you know, we, we think this is just one person. Yeah. And, I mean, these mass graves had, like, 30 bodies Ugh. in them, and there were multiples. Ugh. So, uh, they started with about 5,000 suspects kind of going on that, like, white male, 25 to 35 years old, blah, blah, blah. And they ended up narrowing it down to 25. The other thing that they found was a pair of eyeglasses that was burned on, it had, like, scorch marks on it. 
and they were able to look at the glasses and like the style of the glasses and what sort of vision problems they corrected and Mm -hmm. make some assumptions on like age and that he was probably male and Mm -hmm. um which actually I guess that probably was easy to figure out from the bodies too um he likely had a burn on his face so they narrow it down to 25 suspects November 14th 98 comes around they find 14 more bodies And they find another brandy bottle, which is the same brand as the last grave site. Okay. So now they're really convinced that it's a serial it's, killer. Yeah. Um, so actually go back a couple of years to 96 there, because this will relate back in a moment. They actually arrested a guy. There was a, a family that went to the police And begged and begged and begged and finally got someone to listen to them and take their case seriously. Mm -hmm. Their 11-year-old child was missing. And they, for whatever reason, suspected this man. And they brought him in and they questioned him. And they didn't have any satisfactory evidence and they let him go. And then a couple of days later found the little boy's body. And it was just like all of these other bodies that they had recently been finding. And and the guy that they had was uh, Garavito. Like it was it was the right guy, but they had already let him go, he'd already left. Yeah. So years and years go on. And um and he was also on their list. So like once like nine, a couple years later, it rolls around and they're putting together this list and they're really, you know, narrowing it down. He's one of the 25 names oh, okay. on the list. So they, at that point, they're like, he's really going to be the prime suspect. Like when we look back at this, at this record. Yeah. That, yeah, he's, and it's got to be. brought him. in once. Right. Like. <laughs> right. So, um, then his very last attempted crime was a 12-year-old boy named John. He sold lottery tickets. So Mm -hmm. the other profession I guess you have if you live on the street and you're between the ages of 8 and 14. Um, And Garavito comes up to him and he makes some excuse to get close to him like he wanted to pick which lottery ticket he wanted Mm -hmm. or some bullshit like that. And when he gets close enough to him, he threatens him with a knife and he gets the child to get in a car with him and and not make any noise and like the kid is scared to death that he's gonna end up stabbed yeah. and um they drive out to like the outskirts of the town and they go into the woods and he tells the kid that he has to walk in circles and never ever stop. And so this kid for hours just just walks in a big circle. And finally he's so exhausted. Plus he was already like malnourished and yeah. you know living in this stressful situation and probably not well and all. Mm-hmm. he falls over as soon as he falls over Garavito ties him up and he he puts a bandana in his mouth and um and then he goes to try to rape the child well he strips him and then he ties him up that's important because it would be hard to get somebody's clothes off the when other way yeah. every article I read like made a big point of he would strip them and then tie them up mm-hmm. So, at some point, somehow, the handkerchief 
becomes dislodged or he takes it out or something and the kid in this like last ditch effort to stay alive starts to scream at the top of his lungs Mm -hmm. well it just so happened there was another teenager in the area and he heard him and he came over and Garavito was not expecting that he thought they were totally alone and so he kind of freaks out and the kid that he had kidnapped escapes And he just takes off running. And so Garavito is chasing them both with a knife and they get away and they get sort of back to civilization. They alert the authorities. So um, the police officers go out and they're looking for somebody that matches this description. Yeah. And they find a guy just kind of casually walking down the road. And they're like, you know, you you kind of match this description. Like, what's your name? Who are you? And he gives them a fake name. And he even has, like, documents to say, like, a, an ID card of some sort that say he's this other person. So they bring him in. And the kid identifies him as the guy who kidnapped him. So they're going to hold him on this charge. Like, he's yeah. now he's in trouble for the first time. And they um, – so they hold him. But they think that he's – they think he's very suspicious because even though he has all the documents that say he's this other name and he insists he's this other name and like mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. But one of the officers notices that like as he's signing a confession or like whatever sort of forms they make you sign, his signatures are not consistent. Almost like he has to think about what he's oh. writing. So he thinks that's really suspicious. So he ends up taking the man's photograph to a conference that he goes to it's like a task force meeting Mm -hmm. and so this is 1999 and he shows the other members of the task force who are all working on the serial killer case this photo and they're like oh my god that's him he's like well he's sitting back in my jail so they've got him so they come and they confront him and he's like no i'm this other guy and finally they you know compile enough evidence and they go around and they talk to people who know him and all this and they they confront him with it and he can't lie anymore it's like over so he confesses and he you know is so upset and falls on his knees and just tells them everything he's done and he has a book with him or not not with him but he has a book that he gives them that has the names and dates of 140 murders that he's committed 140. Oh, my God. And then, as he's telling them all the things that he's done and where they can find the bodies, he confesses to another 32. Oh, my God. So, 172 murders. So, they convict him. Yeah. They give him a 1,850-year sentence. Wow. However. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. The maximum that you can actually have in Colombia is 60 years. And he is so, yep, no, yep, that's just, that's the rule. How? That's the rule. That's what somebody decided at some point, and that's the rule. (sighs) I know. I told you this was going to make you mad. You ready to get even more mad? No. All right. I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. He's so cooperative. He draws maps of where you can find the bodies. He um, is just as helpful as can be, like trying to identify where all these kids came from. And yes, this is what I did. And he's apparently very charming, which is probably very helpful to him when he was hunting boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they reduce his sentence further. Oh, no. Mm-mm. 12 to 16 years. Are you kidding me? 12 to 16 years. That's So nothing. 2010... 
he's supposed to be getting out. Right? So, Please which I realized he is accidentally died. No. You got to be kidding. He's me. alive. So, around this time, everybody realized that he was going to be getting out, and the public was just outraged. Like, like you be. are. You're yeah, fuming. I would be. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they're like, there has to be something you can do. Change the law. Like, mm-hmm. the 60-year max doesn't make any sense for this kind of criminal. Like, no. you have to do something. He's going to do this again. He's only a couple years older than he was. What an asshole. Yeah. Um, and so they, they did present like a, um, a bill or whatever sort of amendment to this law. And I don't know whether or not it passed, mm-hmm. but what ended up happening with him is they found a loophole because even though he had confessed to 172 specific murders and rapes and tortures and blah, 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 mutilations and everything else, they actually think it was um, like 500 children that he raped and he probably killed about 400 of those. Oh my God. Yeah. Just based on like the bodies and everything that they found. Wow. Um, so they convict him of some of these other crimes and add more time on because these are not things he confessed. So it's a totally different crime. So that's cool. And they said, okay, now you're going to spend like another 60 to 80 years in prison. So that feels much better, but but apparently one of the articles that I was reading say, said that uh, he no one really knows exactly which prison he's in because he would be murdered immediately. Yeah, and um, the he's kept separate from like the general population. He's like bribed the guards, and he's very like protected, charming, there? and so he's protected Ugh. from the rest of the population and treated really well because he's he's so polite and easy to work with and charming and I don't know what he's been able to give them or do for them or whatever that has earned him privileges but he has like all kinds of privileges and so even though he is in a prison for the rest of his life it's just not that big of a deal for him I mean I guess he's not around little boys that's probably the most disappointing part I'm like not okay. I know. Pissed off, right? Yeah. So he hardly got anything. He killed hundreds of people. Of children. Of children. And God knows what he did before. Well, they, right. He killed them. Right. I mean, they... This the ones he confessed to, he seemed to give them an awful lot of detail. Like, yeah. more than maybe was necessary. So... Yeah. There's an idea, but... There were also all of the prostitutes, which was technically, yeah. I guess, not. I don't know if it was not a crime or just not a crime anybody cared about. And then there were the kidnappings and the rapes. And mm-hmm. then he turned to murder, like, kind of late in his crime career. This is, like, very, like, not very similar. Somewhat similar to my story. Mm-hmm. But this one made me more mad, I think. Like, yeah. mine made me mad writing it, but this one, it's, like, if you're over, like, the hundreds yeah. mark. Right. And you're sentenced over a thousand years. Right. But then the first time, it's only, like, like 12. Like 12. You were so nice and helpful. It's not close to a thousand. <laughs> no, it's nowhere near. It's, like, not even one percent. 
It wasn't even 1% of the time he was sentenced to. And and they were going to let him out. In 2010, like, I'm he was getting fought, ready though. to be, yes. Yeah, like, and if people hadn't put up such a fuss and if it hadn't been in a place where, <sighs> like, when people get mad, that becomes dangerous and you have to, you know, then yeah. then he just, they just would have let him out. And he probably went right back to doing it. He was only, like, 50-something. Oh, yeah, he was definitely capable of going right back right? to it. And he wasn't at all, from what I could tell, ever inclined to stop. Even when he was in, like, actual, like, therapy and whatever, mm-hmm. none of that changed no. him at all. If anything, it made him worse. Yeah. So, I mean, the Ouija board didn't help either. Well, no, but that. I thought he when I got to something. that part, I was like, this is amazing. I can't wait to tell Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Mike glistens. So now. Do you feel better? Yes. Okay, good. Relieved is the word. I, I mean, not from like your rant, but from the peeing. <laughs> but, but from both. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good too. So I'm going to try to say my story fluently. <laughs> I'm glad. Because it's I feel like. Kind of what you do when you're podcasting. But I feel like the last few times my story's been choppy because I've either been A, hyper, B, we were crafting. Yeah, the crafting was kind of a disaster. <laughs> or C. Wait, it's really hard to concentrate when you're also trying to cut and glue. Well, yes, that's true. And design and fold and whatever. Right, and the little tape roller is going to... Yeah. <laughs> or C, I don't know, I've just been a little out of it. Well, you had that whole issue with your notes, too, where you couldn't read oh your handwriting because you sliced know, your I'm finger. Now. I'm better now. I actually wrote my notes. I started getting a little messy, and I was like, nope, bring it back, bring it back. Well, I see you have no Band-Aid on. So I don't. Be so I know, This is the first day I haven't had a Band-Aid Aww, on. For be- like weeks. I, yes. Oh because it's hurt that bad. Like, well, because it's right maybe in the like worst spot. Eight, nine days, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it is in the worst spot. And I kept hitting it. So I had to put yeah. a Band-Aid on it so I'd remember it. Because right. then I was typing and I forgot. And I went, ding. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was like slow-mo hurting. But Sloma <laughs> took a really <laughs> long time for the pain to get to her brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I totally forgot. I don't know. And then it's like I hit the one key and it just shot all at my arm and my brain was oh. like, no, <laughs> it's too late. Oh, it hurts so bad. It's like when you touch a, a stove and you realize you've touched it before you feel yeah. that you've touched it. And you're like, now that's going to hurt. <laughs> I was I'm like, oh, shit, that's hot. <laughs> right. Damn it. My dad used to, like, if he ever did that on accident, he'd be like, oh, that's hot. Don't ever touch that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Anywho. Okay, guys. So. We we were really mad. We had to take a little break. and like, <laughs> I know. Talk about stupid Well, because my story makes me mad. So I'm like, oh, all right. Here it comes again. <sighs> and it'll probably make you mad because it's they're very similar in some aspects Great. which is kind of crazy because like, mine is horrible about yeah. children and mine is not hundreds oh well that's that's, that's, that's good a plus I guess so mine I don't know I guess he's semi-famous because they were like comparing him to Ted Bundy which was funny because that was the serial killer in my dream that oh, I had yeah. um no he wasn't in my dream he was just mentioned in my dream right I don't even know what he looked like but <laughs> <laughs> This one. Well, last time you had a case and they mentioned a serial killer, right? Oh, yeah. It was be- the the informant on the inside. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. So he was the son of Sam killer. Um, so this one, 
I don't know if you've heard of him. I'm hoping you didn't because we don't normally know anything. Um, uh, no, I don't. I The dating game killer. Oh, my God. I totally do. <gasps> you do? <laughs> it was on a podcast I listened to, I think. Oh, my It had gosh. to have been. Oh, uh, I'm so shocked. That's, that's the only way that I ever know anything. Because did you look at pictures of this guy? Ew. I'm really excited to hear you yes. this story. Yes. But pictures he's like fucking creepy. Yeah. He's well, like cause dead like, behind the eyes. Well, yes, they always are all. But. All are, but now he is very creepy and his hair really freaks me out. Yeah. But that's a different story. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay. I'm excited for everybody to hear this story. So I won't interrupt. Yes, Then you might know how to pronounce his last name. Oh, probably not. Oh, okay. Well, then what are you here for, Aaron? You already know the story. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to sit here like and sip my tea Alcala. and lay on my eyes. Alcala. Alcala. It's an A-L-C-A-L-A. Alcala. Sure. Alcala. Sure. Alcala her later. (laughs) No, no, please don't. don't. (laughs) No, don't. So his first name's Rodney, whatever. That's last name's Alcala. And he was born in San Antonio, Texas, August 23rd, 1943. I've been there, but not then. No, me neither. I didn't like it. Either cases. I did not enjoy it at all. Well, yes, we know. Well, I know. I liked Austin. I've never been to Texas at all. Well, Austin is like the only place in Texas that's not Texas, so that's probably why that's probably why you liked it. <laughs> I'm just that's just not my thing. That's funny. Um, so this is a little backstory. His father left when he was still a young boy. Um, then at the age of twelve, uh, so this would have been like 1955. Um, mm-hmm. him and his mother, and then his two sisters, they all moved to Los Angeles. Okay, so all of our people are in California. Yeah. Like last time I had a California guy. Oh, yeah. With a lot of that. Well, California, what the heck is that? I know. I'm like, what's happening? So mine's actually kind of on both coasts. So that's kind of cool. Oh, okay. But so most of it is in um, L.A. But Mm -hmm. um, let's see. In 1960, he was 17. He enlisted in the Army and served as um, a clerk for four years. Okay. But then he suffered a nervous breakdown. As a clerk? Uh he just doesn't like the literally a killer. So whatever. what is the well, shocker here? <laughs> I know, but <laughs> like it's not but like the, he was the on reason. The front lines. This is this is where I was like, uh oh, because this is like the first part that I read, and oh, I was no. like, I have to write about this. Right. I didn't even know any details yet, but this part they medically discharged him when the military psychiatrist diagnosed him with an antisocial personality disorder. Yep. And I said, yep, he's a crazy one. I got to start writing. Yep. He's about to kill someone. So literally, someone. I had no Any idea moment. what I was about to open up. <laughs> right. Any moment. Yep. No, there are probably people with that disorder that do just fine. But, but he. Most serial killers also. Yep. So he, um, so fast forward a little bit. In 1968, he graduated from UCLA with a bachelor's degree in fine arts. Um, this was the same year that he would kidnap, rape, beat, and try to murder his first victim. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. He's one of those so, winners. Question about that. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was easy for him to get a degree in fine arts because people were like, well, artists are quirky. And, and I, I think around this time, it was the very like strange. It was almost the seventies. It was mm-hmm. very strange. He was, he's probably, so he was cool. Quirky. Yeah. He's, um, later they said that he was kind of like a groovy student that like really fit the artist type of 
right. strangeness. Right. Like, so because I think he he's did bad at socializing. In, yeah. So I think he did fit in and being strange because he was a photographer. So I think he really fit in, which like, obviously nowadays that wouldn't really fit in. No, because now you want your photographers to be somebody nice and personal. But like back then, like the strict art type of thing. Right. So I think he did fly under the radar with his craziness. I mean, he graduated. Like that says something. You should never have to wear a label with your diagnosis. I know that's a terrible idea. But at the same time, you hear that like... This person, they knew what was wrong with him then before he hurt anybody. And then he went on to hurt all these people. And it's like, yep. couldn't there have been something somebody could have done? Yeah, but not but no. in this case. Nope. So this year, uh, so in 68, he um, kidnapped Tali, Tale, hmm. Talia? Nope. Nope. Tali, T-A-L-I. Tali. 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 Hmm. I bet it's Tali. I Tali. Taylor? I don't know. Something like that. Shapiro. <laughs> Her last name's Shapiro. Um, okay. <laughs> I know how to say that one. Um, she was an eight-year-old girl, and she was oh. on the way to school when um, he lured her into her, his car. He was very charming and very little nice, and everyone thought... So he could fake it. He like was... Yeah, that's why when you were like saying that he's very charming and always got his way, that's very similar to this one. Um, so this did not go unnoticed. Actually, two motorists saw this happen. And saw that he was an older man and she was a very young girl and she got in the car. Right. So they followed him. Good. And they called the police. Good. So in that time, he took her to his apartment, which um, not necessarily understanding the setup, which I'll explain in a minute. But um, he tried to strangle her with um, or like not necessarily strangle her, but he was like trying to cut off her air supply Mm -hmm. with a pole. And it oh, like, like a bar it down on her. Yeah. Throat. Um, it was a 10 pound metal bar and he was pushing it down on her. And this is after he beat and raped her. And, um, oh my God. so when police arrived, they kicked down the door and they saw that, um, the little girl was on the floor in a pool of blood. They instantly thought that, well, she's, she's dead. Right. So they start running around trying to like clear the rooms and make sure that she was, that no evidence that, was disturbed yeah, and, and that he wasn't there. Right. Right. So in the meantime, one of the officers noticed that she was gasping for air. Oh, so my she God. was still alive. So they immediately started to like bring her back and um, all their focus shift completely to her that he actually snuck out the back. Oh, my so God. So they were that close and they still Ugh. missed him. So I was like, he has the strangest luck, which was like a lot like my last guy, the creepy yeah. guy. But, um, so anyway, she, um, she actually did survive, which was great because that was his only victim that didn't survive. Um, that did, that did survive. Sorry. Oh that didn't God. die. That didn't die. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then shortly after this, he didn't necessarily flee, but he moved to New York city. Probably a good plan if he was that close to being caught. Yeah. So it was like he was kind of hiding in plain sight. Mm -hmm. So he did use a fake name, um, John Berger. Mm, Okay. Yeah. I was like, that's not very clever. But um, he (laughs) (laughs) he enrolled into. um, And yet, if you choose like a wacky name. uh, Yeah. I was just, hey, whatever. Um, (laughs) So he did go and he enrolled in film school. Um, Well, I mean, he was in New York City, so perfect place to go do that um 
Yeah. And plus he's already like a crazy artist type. Yeah. So this is where they really described him as like the groovy student that was like way cool um, and so hip on things and whatever. Well, plus he's from the West Coast. So he's already like everybody's totally accepting of any differences that he has because yep. he's from California. So well, that's true. So from 68 to 71, he was over in, you know, on the East Coast. And he was also on FB on the FBI's like most wanted list. Which, like, back then, I know it was, like, the craziest thing. So, yeah, like, the TV shows. I was yes. Like, yeah, yeah, they most caught wanted. people that way. Oh, yeah. Um, so, he played this new student that was so single and so cool and so cute. And everybody loved him because he was super charming and whatever. So, um, he would go to, like, a lot of singles clubs and, like, go out a lot. And he was very right. social for being right. antisocial. Uh, so, well, I have a question about the most wanted list thing. Mm-hmm. Did, they didn't have a photo of him or anything. They maybe at most had like a sketch or. I, later they mention a picture of him. So I think they did because in the apartment they got his real name. Oh, so, and they had his, all of his yeah, stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like his degree was there. And so mm. they definitely got his information. So that's why he'd have to change names, even though he also moved to the other side of the country. That makes a lot yeah. more sense. Because okay. he wanted to enroll and right. first time. And you can't he, do that when yeah. they know who you are. Yep. Okay. So, um, so during the summer, he actually worked at an all-girls drama camp. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, right? In, um, in New Hampshire. So he did that. But in 1971, two of the camp girls noticed that he was the man on the... the poster pretty much good and was like uh let's call the police so he was arrested and he returned to la but the prosecutor's case had a major flaw oh no so little girl shapiro moved back to mexico after she got better because her family was like we're not staying here no let's get out of here and there was nothing to hold like that was their witness that was their everything right so without that he entered this whole plea deal with them because right. they, he was, you know, obviously guilty of everything. They knew it. Right. He knew it. Everyone knew it. But instead, he was charged with, um, so this is what he was charged with, rape, kidnapping, assault, and attempted murder. And the deal was just to plea guilty to child molestation. Oh, my god. That was it. That was it. Out of all of the things, that was it. But if you don't have a victim you don't have a witness and he can't confront his accuser in court and there's no evidence and there's not good forensics and that was it oh my god that sucks so much everything else was dropped and he served 34 months and was paroled by a parolee board thing like they didn't have like a judge it was just a this yeah like a parole board right so i was like i didn't know that they could do that i always thought that was just like a not like a movie thing, but like I didn't, I thought there still had to be at least a judge to pass Somebody. it. Like well, someone who's official. on a parole board. I don't know. That's why I was like, I don't understand. I wonder if there's a judge on a parole board. It made, it made a big point to say not no a judge. judge. So, huh. but anyway, so this parole board, um, let him out pretty much. Um, <sighs> so he was, he entered this program that whatever, like, like that's going to work. Um, so within eight weeks, he returned to prison for violating his parole. Um, hmm. This was for, he supposedly gave a 13-year-old girl weed, like he was distributing. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm sure that's all he She did. told police, no, he kidnapped me. 
Right. But they didn't charge him with it at all. So they just charged him with that. So I think it's funny that he got 34 months for all the other stuff he did, technically. I mean, really, it was just, it went down to like, well, right, right, right. But for the weed only, he got two years. (laughs) I'm like, those sentences are very close to each other. (laughs) But did they have, did they... Was he because he violated his parole? Yeah. So so did he? He was serving he maybe was, time that he had already been sentenced to, but not served the first time. No, he was charged. This was like totally separate. He was just charged. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah, he broke the parole, so obviously that's something. So he had that, and but the charge two years. was for the for the weed of a minor, or like giving it to a minor or something. Which I was like, I mean, I'm glad that specific. at least that it got him out. Of, right. Right. You know, out of well. Not out for of a the little streets, while, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, away from little girls. Yeah. So then he was re-released in the same program that he broke before. <laughs> Great. It was so effective <laughs> last time. Let's do it again. Um, so the then he and this was in 1977. So we're we're moving up. Um, then he got a job as a typesetter at L.A. Times. So they thought he was turning his life around because he got a yep. officially job. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. most... Gainfully employed, not in prison. Yeah, I was going to say, the most job he's had ever. Going so. to church and attending AA meetings. <laughs> oh, and no. Seeking therapy voluntarily. But it all started again. So... Of course it did. In November, this is kind of like... I did little kind of notes because there's a lot. So, um, November in 1997... Or 1977. Not 97. 20 years 77, later. 77. Mm-hmm. Um, his... First victim again i guess because he had his long break um she was 18 her name was jill barkham she was in la um he smashed her face in with a large rock and then strangled her with a belt and then posed her in the woods on her knees with her face down in the dirt which i was like when they pose bodies that's how you know like they're yeah severely there's nothing redeeming um so he just had learned his lesson about leaving living victims. Yeah. So um, the thing about him, though, which it was kind of funny when I f- was first reading about him. That's like when I was like, oh, shit, this is going to go crazy. Yeah. But then after I started reading it, I started pulling up more pages about him because I was like, mm-hmm. all right, well, now I need all the research. Um, all the research. He was actually <laughs> mentioned in Criminal Minds because his thing, he would like to strangle you until you were like almost dead and then oh let you come back to life pretty much oh. and then do it like that was his thing so i he found what he liked so yeah. sh- the whole strangling thing was definitely and right pretty that much you can from assume the beginning. every single girl woman um he raped or sodomized or both right. so that was always kind of in there um so then in December, so the next month, it's not taking any breaks here. Um, Georgia Wick, 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 uh, I don't know how to say her last name. All of these Wixted. names are. Wixted. Wixted. That's kind of fun. Yeah. She was 27. So that's a different age. Like, you know, he did. He yeah, had, he's, he's choosing he had older weird and older age groups, which I was reading about, which I didn't know there was other names than just like pedophilia. Like there's other age like other philias i don't know how else to say that yeah but like for different related to ages yeah interesting so i was reading about that and he 
after like the whole thing was said and done, his age group was really like, um, I think it was like eight to 14, like kind of what you said. And I don't remember the name of it, but it was like that they were mature enough to like, no, like to just like hit puberty. Gotcha. Because like, so, cause I mean, some eight year old girls go through puberty. Like that's crazy. Sure. Sure. So like, or at least they're like that starting to develop a little bit. Yeah. That's pretty much like when they're like developing and starting to either hit it or so sick. Yeah. So some of them were older. Some of them are younger. Some of them were in the middle. I just, so is he opportunistic, maybe? And I I always wondered where, like, because some of them... 27 is very different than 8. Well, like, one of them was a nurse. I'm like, where did you meet her? Like, another, like, there, she was... Right. There's just weird occupations. They're not high risk. They're not low. Like, they're just... All over the map. Yeah. So I, I think he kind of just picked and choose what he wanted. God. Yeah. So he Sicko. hit Georgia with a hammer. Um Ugh. This is also in L.A. He also sexually abused her with the hammer. Oh. And hit her with the claw end to the head. Um, And he strangled her with uh, nylon stockings. All of the torture stuff he's doing before they're dead. Is that? I think The cause of death has been strangulation. Like strangling them. Strangulation, right. So I think it was done before and then that's how he so he incapacitates them by hitting them and then he tortures and rapes them and then he and then he kills them yeah well because then he lets them come back and they strangle right. them again and you know so he um posed her the same and in her apartment oh and then in between this he was on the dating game yeah so in 1978 despite of his criminal history like mm-hmm. that's no one checks into that apparently apparently not Ugh. surely i'd be so surely. mad if i was the like one doing the question and then that's like oh and he actually was charged for a uh, child molestation but it's okay it's okay you know what like i um, think <laughs> i think i was wrong i don't think this is wine and crime i think it was and that's why we drink oh really because um ended up talking about like how they do screenings for some of those shows yeah and i'm not sure it's a whole lot more thorough now well that's a little nuts but i, I mean, was thinking i was giving it the excuse easier, of okay well it was, it was the, the 70s. 70s yeah no i think that it's still Ugh. kind of like that guys never go on a dating show or a game show or well, anything no. that you have to obligated to go home with someone <laughs> right <laughs> never never go anywhere no. where you're obligated to leave, leave with, with a stranger so he was bachelor number one which i was watching this video and he was creeping me out right um and he ended up like he, oh he was in, introduced on the show as a professional photographer yeah which i was like okay um and even though he won the date she wouldn't go with him i know because she was like no it was too creepy and i was right. like why did you pick him? His answers yeah. were creepy. And everything was, everything he said was like really Ugh. awful. Blech. I wish we could like, I don't know, maybe, no. Yeah, we can we just maybe sh- link a, link a video it, yeah. clip. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the rules are about putting clips into the podcast. So I don't want to well, do that. No, but. no, not that. I was thinking on Instagram, but I wouldn't even know how to do oh. that because you'd have to like download the video and then try to, and then it's only like what? A 30 seconds, seconds yeah. or something. Yeah. So we'll probably link it somewhere. 
or on oh, Facebook. I'll link it to the webpage yeah. or something like that. But I also, he might be our picture for the webpage for this episode because he, he you look is at him and you're creepy. like, oh, that's a serial killer. That's why, because when the divider was between them, she yeah. was like, <laughs> and then she was like, oh, wait, never mind. Yep. I'm looking at him. His eyes are dead. I'm not leaving mm-hmm. with him. So this, um, this like criminal profiler pretty much said that this could have triggered him because she yeah. rejected him. Rejected him keep, publicly. Yes. I mean, kind of publicly. Well, yeah, I'm sure it was in, like, the news or the media then. Right. Um, to, this, like, triggered him to start his murders again. So, in June mm. 1979, Charlotte Lamb, she was 33, so so older. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in L.A. He raped and beat her, strangled her with her own shoelace. Um <sighs> And kind of post her, I guess, in the same position in a laundry room of an apartment complex. So that's kind of a strange place. It didn't say whose apartment complex, but... Well, the other one was in her home, right? Yeah. So maybe in hers. Yeah. Sure, certainly not his. No. So oh, gosh, no. I, that would really give him Unless away. they broke in, or he broke in, yeah. and, like, stuck her in an, a random one. That'd be crazy. Um. So then June, which now... Okay, so this is the one I have to make the... Okay, so everything happens all at once in this, like, now. Like, everything really flows. Really, really fast, so, right? So, um, 79, let's see. So, Jill Parento, how mm-hmm. do I even say these names, guys? Um, she was 21. I don't know why you pick names. <laughs> I don't pick them. No, I'm just them. kidding. <laughs> he picked them. Um, she was in L.A. I don't know how to say these names. I'm sorry. But she was... Um, also in LA, she was raped and she was strangled with either, um, like the, a piece of nylon stockings or, um, like a cord or something. They didn't find that one. Um, but oh. blood was collected from the broken window that he broke into to get into her apartment to get her. Oh, good. So they took the, obviously the sample and, um, right. he was charged with her murder, but later it was just dismissed. Why? We'll get to that. I was so mad. I was like, that's not okay. So No, then it's not okay. The, well, because he keeps, like, getting... Getting away getting with away. everything. Yep. Okay. So then at the end of June, um, it was, like, June 20th or something, mm-hmm. um, the next victim was Robin Samso. Samso? Okay. Samso. Um, she was 12. I think you should just own it. You should just be like, this is how you say her name and just keep going. I just always feel bad. Well, especially um, when it's the victims. Yeah. It's like, I, like mm. when it's like the bad guy, You've I'm like, already I don't care. had horrible, horrible I know. That's why I'm like, I'm so sorry. Um, she was in Orange County, so a little outside LA. Mm-hmm. Um, he approached, uh, Robin and her friend Bridget to pose for him in pictures and they were on like a beach or something and they were like, okay. So after posing, a neighbor intervened and like kind of saw and was like, Are, is everything okay? Like, does your family know you're here? Like, kind of checking on these young girls. Right. With this, older with this man. strange guy. And right. As soon as she intervened, or I'm just assuming this neighbor is a she. I guess I shouldn't do that. But as soon as the neighbor intervened, Robin ran. It's like she took off. So later, Good. he found her riding her bike to her dance class. No. And kidnapped her and killed her. Oh, my God. And dumped her body in the woods. Um, so the body was found in July. So it was like two or three weeks later. Um, and the remains were like scavenged by animals and stuff. Like it was really bad. So there's just skeletal remains. But mm. they did see that he had kicked her two front teeth in. 
and because everyone was like well that wasn't right so there's yeah. i guess they put two and two together and he must have severely beat her um so that was poor sad. baby um after robin's murder so this is like when things really hit the fan <laughs> um alcala rented this storage unit in seattle Mm-hmm. And police found hundreds of photos of young women and girls, um, most that were uh, not very good. <laughs> I don't want like, to say like pornography. But oh, it was I thought you were saying like they were mediocre. He's not oh. a very good artist. <laughs> well, I'm sure he wasn't. But right. I don't want to say pornography, but they were definitely like sexual. Like, I Yeah, and I think that that counts if they're younger like it's, it's oh yeah definitely if the, uh, that's what i'm saying like so because it was a lot of young women and girls like the young women like it could i mean not to say it like that but it was the 70s and i feel like a lot of people were doing yeah like, like embracing sexuality and, and like they might have done it I totally like willingly porno industry really took off so they were probably <laughs> trying to like make it big in la like and he was a sure. photographer and like you know so i'm sure there was a lot and quirky and creepy so he yeah. must be good yeah. so um God. It was just hundreds of photos and then a bag of personal items that they later find out that belonged to the victims. So um, they found a pair of earrings that um, I guess Robin's mother was like, those are hers or, you know, like that, you know, those belong to the family like that's ours. Um, So then in 1980, following the investigation, Alcala was charged, tried and convicted for Robin's murder and received the death penalty. But later it was overturned by the uh, California Supreme Court because the jury was told about his previous convictions. So it was completely just flipped. And I, I get why that's a thing, but it's you so know what? stupid. Don't He's even agree. Obviously a bad guy, so send him away anyway. Mm-hmm. So then in nineteen eighty six I hate your story. Sorry. Alcala um tried con- and convicted again for Robin's murder and again received the death penalty because the jury was like, This is what he should have. Um so this one was overturned by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. I don't know what's the difference. I don't know. But, guys, this is why we're here because we don't know much. <laughs> um, but this time it was overturned because I guess they said a witness, a key witness, had been hypnotized. And th- so everything got thrown in the trash pretty much. Wait, just at some point someone hypnotized a witness and so uh, now it doesn't count? That's why I was count? like, how... It's like, hey, do you have to go to the bathroom? Okay, yeah. Can you show me where it is? Okay, cool. I need you to lie. Like, right. How does this happen? And uh, that's not proof. Like, even I believe in that shit, and that's not proof. Right. So, were was, they saying that the evidence was like, like, I guess, given I think, under hypnosis, I don't. or like at some point they didn't? I don't even think it. Because I, I don't remember it saying a whole lot about that. Because it's probably the stupidest fucking thing ever. That they right. were like, no, we're not even going to talk about it. <laughs> so we can't even. There's no excuse. In the meantime of him waiting, because they're planning this third trial now, because right? Because of all this BS. So basically, he had good lawyers. Is what's happening? Is I don't. Know. Or really, up until really a point. stupid so, something. In the meantime, he tried to sue the California like uh-uh, system. No. You don't get to do that because he slipped and fell. Yep, good. So I'm like, okay. 
And the second time was because they refused to give him a low-fat diet. Oh, my gosh. You know what they eat in prisons? It's There's no low-fat diet. There's no diet anything. That's why I was like, you... It's, you got you, this food and hope it doesn't mold. Yeah, I'm like, you don't deserve anything low-fat. You're lucky you're alive. You right. almost... You dodged the death penalty twice. <laughs> right. So, and then while he was in there, he wrote a book. Because that's our theme, apparently. There's a lot of that. What is up with these I criminals I, they have writing no a book? Time, or they have all the time. All the time. They have nothing else to do. So they decided to write a book. And that's what he did. Denying that he killed Robin at all and all of that and that. Oh, it well, was at least it else. wasn't a confession book. Because oh, a lot no. of the stupid people oh, are yeah, doing that. Right? So then, the third time's the charm, 2003, they, this is when they started planning, the, which it took them that long, which is insane, and I couldn't figure out why. They were like, we're not going to screw it up this time, right? he's going to prison. So, but I know half of the reason everything took so long is because they were waiting for all of the DNA to come back from all the murders I was talking about right. earlier. So the, um, let's see, uh, Barkham, the Wixted, and Lamb. Those are the three murders. And then mm-hmm. eventually they got um, the Parento or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, so then they additionally charged him with those four murders because mm-hmm. they finally linked the DNA. So good. Which DNA takes forever. And we've learned this the hard way. Sure. Well, and, and even more so then. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yes. So um, at the third trial, he decided that he was going to represent himself. Good. Because that's not going to go well. He argued that he was at Knott's Berry Farm, which I've been there, and it was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> just saying. Random side note. Side note. When um, when Robin was murdered, so he couldn't have done it because he was at Knott's Berry Farm. Nope, you weren't. Like You're a liar. There. Um, by himself at an amusement park. Like, I was there by myself. Like, right. No one can vouch for me, but I was there. I swear. <laughs> um. He didn't deny any of the other four murders. He didn't really even bring it up. Uh, but he did focus on Robin's case and kept saying that it was not him. And at one point, he took the stand and questioned himself in third person. Creepy. So, I don't think you're supposed to do that. I think you're just supposed to talk. talk. Yeah. But it was funny because everyone like saw how crazy he was because Good. he would change his voice when he was questioning himself. Like use Ew. different tones of voice. And I'm like, you're freaking psycho. Um, so then finally, in 2010, the jury found him guilty of all five counts of capital murder, one count of kidnapping, and four counts of rape. Um, and they decided on the death penalty. Again. Again. And the judge agreed. Good. Again. So and immediately. It stuck. The end. Oh, I wish. Oh, my God. And. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh. Immediately, I just wanted to make you mad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm such a shit. <laughs> it's like Glad I can totally change it. the story. So then you're like, <gasps> and then I'm at the end. I'm like, oh, just kidding. He's there. That's not how it went. Oh, man. So immediately after the conviction, um, the police department. Oh, God, guys. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, the police the police department released 120 pictures that they found in the storage unit to the public to help trying to identify these women. It was like women, girls, like everyone. They had no idea they were trying to find any of them if they were victims and no one knew about it, if they mm-hmm. were missing persons, like, you know. 
So they released them all, and they have had people come and say, yeah, that's so-and-so. She went missing in 77, and, you know, we've never seen her again. Like, this is this. So they've been doing that. That's so tragic. I mean, it's it's good, but it's so sad. They had 900 sexually explicit photos that they couldn't release that could be victims. It could just be photos. They have, like, they they can't release it, but... Um, they have no idea. So then out of this, they were, you know, hoping people would come to them, which I little side note, one of them, he was convicted again last year because he's, he's still alive. So they convicted him again last year. Um, from one of the photos, the family found it and convicted him of her murder because she went missing in 77 and he had her pictures. So, um, they managed to convict him of murder just based on that. I, there was a lot, there was a lot, like that would be a whole nother episode for oh, me okay, okay. about everything after they released all the, the pictures. He, okay. Like it was a lot. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like little side note. I don't have every single detail cause I'm reading it and my eyes are crossing and I'm like, if I keep writing, right. Oh my God. We'll be here forever. So, <laughs> um, but at the end of it all, I did find, which I just wanted to like kind of swing back and talk about it really quick, that there were two murders in New York while he was there. Oh. So the first time he was there, this, um, so in 71, pretty much when he first got first there, got there. Um, a flight attendant was murdered and um, this was all, he was at film school. So coincidentally, she was murdered and everything was the same with everyone else that matches signature. And then in 77, he actually went to New York because he asked his parole officer if he can go out there to visit family. But then it just so happens that the nightclub heiress of the one of the clubs he used to frequent, like, he used to, mm-hmm. all of a sudden she was murdered in the same methods and ways that he killed people. So then after, I guess, a bunch of DNA testing because he did rape everyone and yeah, uh, it all came back and got him on that. So by this point, he's already waiting on death row. So he will be getting the death penalty, which is kind of right. crazy that he's still waiting for it. Well, yeah, because it's not it's not quick. It's, no, it's years and years and appeals and appeals and every thing you could possibly do. And mm-hmm. it all takes a ton of time. And but see that's why it was like the whole, it would be a whole second part of the story if I yeah. went into it because after they released these photos, so many people have been coming forward and saying that's so I and mean, so. good that they can get closure. Yeah. And, um, sad that they, well, that means they're, because he was, I guess dead. he mentioned something about like having so many other victims kind of like, oh, there you go. But they, so on his like victim list on every page, it was everywhere from eight to 130. Oh my gosh. So I was like, that's See, so almost, sad. almost as many almost. as the ones my guy was. That's why I was like, it's not hundreds, to. but it might be a hundred. Right. So I just can't believe he got away with all of that. Yeah, a lot of. Because they were thinking that he murdered this girl in like South Dakota or Wisconsin or oh my something goodness. like that. Like just a little bit of everywhere. And I was right. like, well, yeah, I guess he had to have traveled across the whole entire country. The country. Yeah, no, a couple times. So I just, I couldn't believe it. 
what parole officer is like, yeah, it would totally be cool if you would just drive yourself out to New York yeah, totally unsupervised. Yeah, just go ahead. It's totally fine. Have fun. I'm sure you won't kill anyone while yeah, you're, you're out there. You're just visiting your family. Like, what else could go wrong? Did he have family in New York? I don't think he actually did. Like, I couldn't find any family wanna, besides like, his mom and his sisters that. that lived in um, L.A. when they moved. Yeah, because the, oh, it was Wyoming. Possible states was California, New York, Wyoming, and Washington, possibly. I just wow. don't believe that. Yeah. Though they compared him to Ted Bundy because of everything that they uh, like had a lot mm-hmm. of similarities. That was why I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Over a thousand pictures of women. It says in teenage boys on the site. I didn't see anything about teenage boys anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But when I did Google his name and photographs, there mm-hmm. were teenage boys in there. So I was like, why didn't anyone talk about that? But maybe it just maybe they never found any teenage yeah, boy say, bodies. It might have just never been a victim. I mean, presumably some of those photographs could very well be because he was into photography. Yeah, because he did. It was a, a lot of, of like degrees in it. I mean, like bathing suits and beach stuff. That's why I was right. Like, and then yes, there were like a lot of like you could tell the people were nude. Like you could sure it was cut off on the right spots so you could see their faces but you could right. tell that they were nude right but and and definitely there are pictures in there where the people knew bad things were gonna happen oh yeah but but maybe some of it was actually essentially innocent yeah he had to have at least been interested that's way too much effort to go to to just develop a ploy mm-hmm. to you know get people to murder so it's, i don't i don't think you would get a degree for that yeah. so but still that's I know. At least he was stupid enough to photograph victims and leave DNA and all of that. Like, oh, this was the thing. Sorry, I was reading while you're talking and I found it. <laughs> um, the, in the Not first listening. few weeks of releasing the pictures, approximately 21 women had come forward and identified themselves. So <gasps> well, I think that was a lot of like, this is yeah. what happened. This is how he treated me type thing. And at least six families said that they believed they recognized a loved one that disappeared year- disappeared years ago and were never found. Uh, I know. Uh, I'm like, ugh. So crazy. Mm. Yep. That's so sad. Yeah, his timeline is nuts. Because it's like, oh my God. A self-published book asserting innocence. Title, You, the Jury. Because, like, when they gave him the death penalty, he started singing this creepy song. What? Yeah, it was, it's called, like, Alice's Kitchen or something like that about, like, wanting to burn and kill, bo- like, or wanting to kill bodies or kill people or something. Like, singing it to them mm-hmm. like they wanted to kill him. And I'm like, you killed other people. Like, right? Shut up. You're the evil one. Yep. But, anywho. Oh, no, that's not okay. Because he pleaded guilty to other murders. Like the the New York, um, the two New York murders, it says he pleaded guilty and sentenced to 25 years to life for those murders in 2013, which mm-hmm. he was already in prison and on death row at this point. So it doesn't matter yeah, anymore. But. Well, I mean, that's good for, that's good for the families because yeah. then there is some closure and he admitted yeah. it and now they know for sure and it's not just we think and, mm-hmm. but that doesn't. It doesn't matter how many people he confesses to. It's never going to make him a good person. It's sad. (sighs) Well, 
My last story is actually just going to be a very brief overview slash teaser. Oh, yes. Because this is the one that Christy is going to come on and talk to us about in in much more detail. And I'm going to let her really tell the story. But I'll just tell you who it is. Yeah. And very briefly what he was convicted of. Okay. Um, And... I'm going to resist the temptation to talk about whether or not I feel like this was okay or like okay. a bad thing or whether anybody got, well, I've picked a side. Oh, you're just not going to talk about I'm it. I'm just going to wait to talk about it. Okay. So, um, have you ever heard of Anatoly Moscovin? No. Well, you're about to. Okay. Wait, well, as soon as you start talking, I'll be like, oh yeah. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> Uh, so he's relatively recent. Okay. Um, as in like in the 2000s. Uh, he was a historian who, uh, was really interested in like graveyards. He's Russian, obviously, and lived in Russia. And he would like tour around and look at local graveyards and he knew all the history and how everything worked and like all of this kind of stuff. He was also really into science, which is why Christy wants to come and talk about it. She's, she's a scientist. And so in 2001, he goes a little nutso, mm-hmm. um, and he starts, uh, actually he may have done it before 2001, but this is when he really starts digging up graves, taking the children out of the graves, and mummifying them. And then taking them back to his home and essentially making them into dolls. So he reminds me a lot. You remember Carl Tanzler from way back? So a lot like that, except with no like sexual motivations or romantic motivations. But he would do things like, um, so he made them like wax faces. He was, he really tried to make them, um, Pleasant to, well, like pleasant to look at and have around. His parents actually lived with him (laughs) for most of this time or all of this time. And they didn't know that this was going on. They thought he had very, very large dolls. And so, and he would do things like throw birthday parties and tea parties with these dolls and dress them up in different clothing and like take care of them and interact with them. And they knew that he was a little bit off, but they didn't think Mm -hmm. anything of it. So without giving away any more of the story, because, you know, that's, that's another episode and we've been talking for going on two hours. Um, Guys, it's the last time you hear us. You can, you can be okay. <laughs> They're excited. They're like, any, any more time that we could possibly get? No. Squeeze out. Um, he eventually does get caught and convicted of desecrating oh. graves oh. because it's really the only law yeah. that he broke. Um, I guess that, I think here there would be more charges. I think that there are some things with handling a body and mm-hmm. blah, 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 that would be a problem. Um, but that was all that, that he was That's convicted creepy. of. Um, and he has not, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. He was charged with desecrating graves. He has never been convicted because oh. he's not mentally healthy enough to stay in trial. Oh. So he's actually locked up in a psych ward. Oh, wow. Um, probably pretty much forever because yeah. he's never going to suddenly be better. And if he is, then he'll go to jail. Yeah. So um, but anyway, that is 
a, a very short story of Anatoly. I need to hear more. It's really, really it's fascinating. It's really me out, and I don't want to hear more, but like right. I need to now. So it's a very interesting one because the argument is he didn't hurt anyone. Hmm. He never, like these are definitely, there's no question in anybody's mind. He didn't murder anybody. Yeah. He dug them up. Mm-hmm. And he had some really interesting reasons behind why he did it. Like his motivations were really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And there are some different ones depending on what sources you look at. But we'll talk about those later. But um, And so it's kind of one of those cases where it's like, well, how, how sacred is a, a human? Like mm-hmm. especially a dead human. Like is this something we still need to concern Aaron, ourselves with? Please don't with? turn me into a doll. I will not turn you into Thank a doll. You. That's so disgusting. I needed that on air just in case. Yes. No, I'll never turn you into a doll. Thank you. I I have said some horrible things about Oliver's ears. Yes. I I my dog is so soft. Like, you know how you touch something and it's soft and it almost feels wet because mm-hmm. it's so soft. He's almost that soft mm-hmm. and his ears are long and floppy and soft and furry and I may have occasionally said things like when he dies I'm going to cut them off and keep them. Yeah. I would never really do that because that is sick and twisted and I love him and when he dies I'm going to be horrified and I don't know what I'm going to do but I certainly wouldn't keep bits of him around. I hope not. But I do say that to him frequently because I also kind of believe he's a human Mm-hmm. animagus and that yes. he can understand me and I'm he trying does. to get a reaction <laughs> but so far no reaction I think he's cool with it yeah he's like all right whatever I'll be dead right <laughs> doesn't matter and just wait till I'm dead and then you can cut my ears off That's so no so but I I wouldn't really do that and I certainly wouldn't ever do that to a person thank you so anyway that is an upcoming episode yes we have a Patreon episode going out really soon. Yes. I mean, we haven't recorded it yet, but we have no more regular episodes to record for a little while. So in theory, we should have some time to get it um, and a blooper reel oh, yeah. coming out because oh, there's so many hours of potential blooperness. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what it occurred to me as we were recording because my kids are not here. Mm-hmm. Well, most of my kids are not here. Two thirds of my kids are not here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet most of our blooper stuff is going to be Tobin and Tyler, but mostly Tobin coming downstairs because every time we record after his bedtime, we get a guest appearance. Yes. But he's cute, so So it works out. He is super cute. So actually, you might want to head on over to Patreon before we do this. Yep. And then you could just sign up to be a donor. And it's like really not hard to do Mm -hmm. and you get all kinds of cool stuff and you can support us because we are lovely and poor and (laughs) exactly that (laughs) and we are almost on patreon now getting the amount of support to equal our monthly expenses for producing the podcast not including equipment no so um but that is kind of fantastic and it makes me feel really loved i love everybody we have a new Patreon person. That's my shout out. Oh, go ahead. Diana S. Oh, yes. Who is actually somebody that I know. And I know from you knowing. You know from of. me. <laughs> she is somebody the love's that, there. <laughs> that I am about to go work with. And um, hopefully she listens to this like before I go out in a couple of weeks and meet with her again. So then it can be super, super awkward. But she doesn't know it. But we're going to be BFFs. 
I hope you guys are. So, well, I hope that it's not super awkward when I see her no way. said that out loud. No, but she's very cool and she's very into like gruesome and gory and all, cool. all of that. So I, we, we are going to get along just yeah. fine. That's so, um, anyway, but thank you, Diana. That's so incredibly yes, sweet. And we're going to send you some goodies or maybe I will just bring them with me Ooh, when I see you. Save on postage. Anyway. Um, so that's our last shout out for a while. Yeah. But we'll still be on social media and we'll still oh my be around. Gosh, so much. So <laughs> it's not like we're dying. But I don't think so. We're going to talk about doing a little special episode mm-hmm. and then then it'll be like no time at all. And we'll be back. It's only it's not what, like eight long. weeks yeah. or something. Which not even that long. We've been doing this for 35 weeks and it's blown by. So eight weeks so is nothing. Fast. Can you believe 35 weeks is most of a year. That's insane. There are 52 weeks in a year. Very, very close to a, a full year. Right. And we're going to take like eight weeks off. Mm-hmm. So that's almost an entire, like when we come back, we'll be coming up on our one year. Well, we'll be like three months away yeah. from our one year anniversary. But we're thinking mm-hmm. new year. Like we'll be back. Yeah. Near the first, the, the first Tuesday, probably, in January. Isn't the first Tuesday New Year's? All right, maybe the huh. second Tuesday <laughs> in January. We'll just say no later than the second Tuesday, <laughs> because I'm really thinking Just it to be safe, the second it really, Tuesday. It, well, it's not like actual, New Year's Day is Monday. Okay. So I'll be recovering still. Yeah. <laughs> You'll feel a little like I feel right now with the like mm-hmm. headache and the except I'm not recovering. I'm just You're having just a migraine. A two day migraine. Mm-hmm. Do you know how I got this migraine? No. Yesterday I left work early because I have already resigned and I have all of this sick time and I really just have to pack up my office and like I've done all of my other stuff. And so mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm going to take a half day, sick day. And, um, you know, so <laughs> I'm really sick. I have to go home. And so I put in my time and I emailed my boss. I'm like, I'm going to leave. See you later. And he's fine with it. But um, every time that I have done that, well, this is the second time, that I have taken a sick day or part of a sick day when I am not at all sick to do something like, go out and go shopping or Mm -hmm. like go out and do something fun like you know karma Mm. (laughs) catches up I ended up with one of the top three worst migraines I ever had oh my god while I was an hour from home and could hardly get myself home and then slept the entire night and didn't get to do any of the fun things that I was gonna do so this is like leftovers from that so it's totally my fault that's so It does, I'm but sorry. when you're recovering on New Year's, it will totally be your fault, too. So. Well, yes, yeah, so it'll be purpose. So, yeah. Um, I feel like we should just say one more thing. Okay. How are you going to phrase it? Last week, I said, like, guys, I'm not, I'm not playing around. Right. Strict mama bear right now. Right. She looks really. Stay she's, in line. She is using the face that she used to use with my son when he would do, like, really bad things and she had to discipline him. Yeah. Yeah, because she was really the best at disciplining him. (laughs) It was funny. Yesterday, Sarah was like, I feel like you'd be, like, a good teacher because, like, when parents would be crazy and not believe the teacher and believe the kid, like, I feel like you would word things, like, well enough to where they'd understand and you'd kind of, like, trick them into believing that you know what's best. 
And I started laughing. I'm like, I probably would be good at that. And I said, but then at the end, I'd just snap and be like, so get your fucking kid in mind. <laughs> so that's kind so of like. So maybe not. No, I know. And that's why I'm like, I always hold my cool. And then there's this one little button that gets pushed. And I'm right. Like, nope. But See, and I think that what you would do instead is you'd have the kid there at the t-shirt parent conference and you would look at the kid and you would, you would just give them that look yeah. and then they would just tell. Yeah. And then I'd be like, you go ahead. Go. Because that's definitely Tobin. Yes. Like I, we'd get home and he'd say, I did this to God. I know. And that one time I was like, and you don't have to tell them, if, you know, don't worry about it. Right. Like, it's mostly I didn't want like him to get re in trouble and re. Look, right. Re you'd already handled and, it. Right. Right. But he was just like, I was so bad for her. <laughs> I was like, yep, you did. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. That is and accurate. And I offered you a milkshake. <laughs> That was funny. Oh, that's when you picked him up one yep. time. And he yes. kicked and screamed, and I pulled my back out, and it was like yes. a horrible deal. And he's, I was so bad for her. He had that stage where he would not leave my mother-in-law's house. Yes. He, I was like, well, I picked him up. <laughs> started walking out. We're leaving. And we'll see you later. Oh, that's gosh. So but, okay, so guys, serious note, please... She's got her eyes closed. From the bottom of my heart. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to say this. Because I feel like it's really going to happen if we don't remind them every week. We're going to have to come back after the new like, year just, just because do, like, you're afraid it'll take happen attendance. if you don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Take attendance. So, because I need this off my conscience so I can enjoy my holidays. <laughs> do not. Do, do not, not. Do not. Do not. Like, capital D. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> do not end up on next year's first episode because that's a serious one that's, that's the serious trying. one i'm not trying to report anything locally. anyone we know anyone in our demographic area right <laughs> i know where you listen can i have a, a caveat yes if they do get arrested and like go to jail or prison mm -hmm. but could they call and we can interview them no <laughs> Because that's supporting it. That's like when okay. media gives killers names before, like, they're uh, locked up safely. Yeah, but if they've already done nope. it, mm -mm. why can't I benefit? You're not going to publicity from us. All right. So, guys, then Nothing. it's not even worth it nope. to try. Jordan is not going not to let time. you be Maybe another podcast. true crime podcast, but not this one. <laughs> they could come be on the podcast in a positive way. Yeah, after they turn their lives around. No, no, I mean, like. If they don't commit a crime, they oh, could just come yeah, and okay, hang out fine. and be on the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's fine. We're, that's we're fine. pretty lenient about that. Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind that. <laughs> I'm forever going, well, I have to record tonight, but if you just want to come over, you could be on the podcast, too. <laughs> and all my friends are like, no. I don't know why everyone's so scared of it. I don't know. It could have something to do with, like, vampires and child Sarah rapists. I think still want to come on. Like, so. Yeah. Well, now Christy's got, she's going to have to come on. That's true. Although, haha, you guys have to wait until next year. That's true. Well, all right. That's, that's it. That is that is the so ending. So we will be around. We will totally be around. Yep. Um, also, one more quick, quick shout out is Podbean. Yes. Um, we love you. We do. They, so I don't know if anyone who isn't a podcaster really knows what Podbean is, unless it's like the app that you use, but they're also a podcast hosting company. They're the best. And we have, they were the ones that we chose. They're the only ones we've ever used. And we've never had any kind of issue. Their oh, support no. is great and all of that. I don't know why I'm advertising for them, except that, they featured us mm -hmm. this week as a spooky 
podcast for Halloween. Yep. And it has been so wonderful. We've met so many new people because they had not heard of us and then they saw us being featured and now they're on our Facebook group and mm-hmm. it's just been the best experience. So um, shout out to Podbean. And if you don't use them as a listening app, I I find it really easy to use. You totally should. So, yeah, definitely if you need one, especially if you're one of those poor Apple people who just got totally screwed over by the new iOS Mm -hmm. and the new Apple Music, just go download Podbean. It works perfectly. Yeah. And have a great holiday, and we'll see you in a couple months. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Crazy. We hope that you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. If you like our show, please tell a friend, or better yet, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. We really appreciate your feedback and want to give you a shout-out on the next episode if you leave us a review. If you leave us a review somewhere other than iTunes, just let us know. If you loved our show, consider donating to our Patreon. We have lots of great surprises that we want to share with anyone who supports us. And let's be real, it's really just an excuse to send you cool stuff. Thanks again, and remember, even though we really have no idea what we're talking about, we'll be back next week to talk about it all over again.